What's going on, everybody? It's Rockman 3K3, and you're back for another great episode of The Nerd Plate. The Nerd Plate! Ah! Guys, we're back once again. While well, I'm back, uh, Rockman 3K3 is doing a solo dolo. Uh, Mr. Leroy Ketchum is actually uh, enjoying his Father's Day, uh, slash, uh, I didn't want him to do it because I was like, yo, this is your very first Father's Day, so I want you to enjoy it, bro. So, happy Father's Day. To my ace, my partner in crime, the co-founder, the co-creator, co-writer of all this crazy shit, Mr. Lira Ketchum again. Thank you, sir. Thank you for being a great father. This is your first year, so you made it, you know what I'm saying? It's only going to go from here. And uh, you've also been, for a lot of people who don't know, he, he works with a lot of kids uh, at the job that he's at. I'm not going to put his business out in the street like that, but uh, he's been a very big role model and father figure to a lot of kids, so... You know, again, congratulations to him. I'm happy for you, bro. And uh, like I said, it only goes up from here. And I wanted him to just relax. Let me tell you, he wanted to be on. He was like, yo, so we going to do the show today? Or are you doing a solo? What are we doing? You know, and that just that's a testament to, like, this guy is constantly ready to go. You know, I never have to. That's one thing about him is, he, yo, he always wants to do the show. He always wants to do more creative things. He always wants to bring you guys content. So, kudos to him. Uh, but I told him, nah, I got it, bro. You go enjoy it. So, Leroy, I know you listen to the show, brother. I just want to tell you congratulations again on the beautiful baby daughter. You and Miss Ketchum, y'all enjoy the days. And I hope everything's going well, brother. I hope your week's going well. And I hope you just glow up and just do great things like you always do. You know what I'm saying? Like like what they did. And sorry to bother you. I just, I hope you're most prosperous, brother. I hope everything goes well for you today. You know. That's how that's how we greet and, and, and deal with each other all 2020 to 2021. Uh, anyway, so just to get into it, uh, first off, of course, how's everyone's week? How are you guys doing out there? Are you safe? Have you been taking care of yourself? Are you eating? Are you okay? Is everything all right? Um, I just want to ask you guys that just in case no one else has asked you that. Um, as far as my week is concerned, it's been okay. It's been stressful. Uh, just some up and down stuff, you know, um, but I'll be okay. I just, I'm just trying to do some things. Got a lot of stress on me, but you know, emo, I'm back on my emo season. You know what I'm saying? So emo season, you already know, but, uh, hopefully things will get better. I'm just trying to do a lot, trying to help a lot in the family. Um, but, you know, everything will be all right, and uh, I'm going to take care of myself, and I think I'll be okay. Um, so, anyway, let's get into the craziness, because there's been a lot of news uh, this particular week, and maybe even last week. Um, but let's jump into it. Let's let's get the sad stuff out of the way first. So, I want to take this time out to say uh, RIP uh, to two great men. Uh, first, Mr. Joel Schumacher. Uh, he passed away, uh, I think, uh, to, I think today, as of this recording, uh, on Monday, um, 80 years old, man, and, uh, he was a great, uh, filmmaker, of course, you're, of course, some of you might, you know, when I say that name, you might have thought of Batman Forever and Batman Robin, which was like, meh, you know, but they were, they were the Batman movies of the 90s, so, you know, they had their place, uh, but he also did other great movies, such as Tigerland, a Time to Kill, which is a very beautifully shot movie, very big movie, very awesome. Um, he also did St. Elmo's Fire, uh, and 
There's a few others, but go look up his movies. He did a lot. I mean, he always did great movies. Uh, especially one of my favorite movies of all time is Tigerland. Uh, just because they're just it spoke to so much, especially about the Vietnam War and about young people being in war. And uh, if you don't know that movie, go watch it. It has a young Colin Farrell in it when he was coming up. Uh, great stuff. And he, Colin Farrell's a great actor anyway. Now, granted, the role he's taking now, eh. But the roles he was taking when he was coming up, he was he was shooting up there. So shout out to him. Shout out to Jewel Showmaker. Uh, thanks so much for your movies. And um, rest in peace. I uh, also want to say RIP to Mr. or Sir Ian Holmes. Or Ian Holm. Uh, he passed away at 88 uh, a few days ago. If you don't know who he was, of course, he was um, Frodo's uh, relative in the first Lord of the Rings movie. Or he played, I forgot the guy's name. I'm sorry. I am a huge uh, Lord of the Rings fan. Just I can't remember names, terrible names, uh, especially big epic fantasies like those. But anyway, he was the one that passed the ring on to Frodo. Um, he was a great actor. He's been in other movies as well. Um, he's been in such great, great hits as um, Fifth Element, which is really cool. And he played in a few other great sci-fi movies. So again, if you haven't seen any of his work, go look him up. He was a great actor. Um, truly be missed, much like Mr. Joel Schumacher. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the better part of it. But the sweet parts of movies, and we'll transition right along to... Back in the Schumacher, can't talk. <laughs> Back in the Joel Schumacher uh, making the Batman movies. Well, speaking of Batman movies, right? Uh, good old what is the guy's name? Mister Michael Keaton. That's right, the greatest Batman that ever lived. He's in talks right now of doing uh, Flashpoint, which is supposed to be DC's mega reboot slash. We fucked up. So we're trying to fix the timeline slash we're trying to make an excuse for that horrible movie that's Justice League slash I don't think the Snyder Cut's going to save it. But whatever, you guys believe what you want to believe. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. So according to sources and now this has been this is not really new news. Like they've been in talks with everybody for so long. In fact, they've been in talks for so long. We don't even know if the movie's still going to come out because a lot of times where they said, hey, the movie's not coming out, and then there's a lot of times where, oh no, the movie's still on, or Zamilla himself has been going back and forth with the movies, and what he wants done, and direction, and production, stuff like that, so it's it's been a big clusterfuck, but this is really cool that Michael Keaton um, has been tapped to play a Batman in uh, this kind of flashpoint, like kind of reboot, so for those of you who are not familiar with this, um, Michael Keaton has been in talks with him for a while to come back and play a Batman. Now, a lot of people are like, yo, we want Batman Beyond. Which we're all just like, yes. Him being the, and, and, and forgive me, that's just my pick. Him being the best Batman we had, it's only fitting that he plays old man Batman that helps new Terry, whoever that new Terry is, and just go from there. Um, but that's not the case in this point. So what the plans are, the rumors are, is that he'll be more like a... Almost Nick, how Nick Fury was in uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe to where he's going to bridge together all the congruent movies that are in the same universes or not since Infinite Crisis and Flashpoint's about to happen. So, I mean, hey, fuck it. Um, I would be okay with this just to see where it goes. Now, I hope that they would fix the mistakes that they have 
had in Batman vs. Superman and Justice League. Because, oh my god, there's so many. But whatever. Uh, shout out Shogun, who would defend them and say, oh, it's, it's this and it's that. But uh, in my opinion, and it's not fact, it's just my opinion, I don't think they're going to fix it with this. Um, it will be interesting, and I'm not going to judge it uh, just quite yet, because I would like to see Michael Keaton come back. And I would like to actually see Urza Miller's Flashpoint, if it works, actually work out and benefit the universe and make it better and actually make it to where they all connect. Because I want to see a cyborg movie. I would love to see a good Green Lantern movie. I would love to see a good Icon and Justice League movie, period. Or Justice League Unlimited. Let's go with that. Um, the sky's the limit with DC, but they got to make it work first. That's how I feel. So... Uh, I, I can't wait to see how that works out. I'm very interested. And yeah, we'll see what happens from there. Next thing is Mixer is dead. Yeah, uh, who had that from Microsoft to kind of piece off into the wilderness? Um, <laughs> so uh, if you've been living under a rock or just kind of hiding out playing other stuff, or maybe you don't have an Xbox One. A long time ago, not even a long time ago, it's probably about a year, two years ago, uh, Xbox one or microsoft was kind of like you know what we kind of want to get into this whole streaming game because you know streaming at one point was becoming a huge thing where everybody was doing it it was kind of the wave and everybody's trying to ride it and so excuse me microsoft in all their glory and their glorious endeavors said you know what we should get into this streaming too but we should buckle down and be serious about it and so they bought ninja away from twitch with i think an almost 10 million dollar contract it might have been higher I, who knows whatever he just got excuse me he just got paid a lot more money than he should in my opinion or any streamer should in my opinion to come over and promote mixer now uh of course i'm sure many of you are a lot more familiar with ninja uh i personally didn't watch him but even i knew about him and i don't really get into streaming uh, but he was he was huge on Twitch and he had a, a big following. In fact, I think Twitch kind of him and Twitch kind of worked together to make his career, and then he's kind of left it all behind to come to Mixer after they paid him. Uh, and of course, he gave this long drawn out speech about how like it's it's for the future of gaming, all this other shit, blah 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 blah. Yet it's funny because when you think about mixer uh yeah they didn't really support it much and uh yeah they only had i think two or three name brand streamers as the kids call it uh but after that like really they didn't boost up anyone else they didn't do anything to kind of promote it and after a while it just went limp so this was bound to happen because it was one of those things where like okay we're kind of serious about it and then they're like okay now we're not and so it is what it is. It wasn't working. They dropped it. Um, I was talking with Shogun earlier today, and I was like, you know, this Mixer probably would have worked better if the Snap, and I don't know if you guys remember Snap, but the Snap app, or not app, but the Snap feature on the Xbox Ones used to be you could do two things at one time, and the processor could handle that. Now, the reason why I say it, it probably would have been cool on that or cooler because the problem that gamers and networks or ex network execs have with gaming and just like do anything to integrate gaming is that gamers don't watch something and play games at the same time 
usually we're fully immersed in the games. There's only a few people that can really do that. And I know I'm definitely not one of them. I've been playing video games for a while. Uh, but there are a few people who can do that, and there's others who can't. Well, Microsoft saw that and capitalized on that with the whole Snap feature, which, again, was really cool. I even tried it out a few times. Um, at first, you can only do it through uh, Microsoft's Connect, which we all know how everybody feels about the Connect and how much of a tragedy that was. Uh, but then they were like, okay, well, y'all don't like Connect, so here, here's the ability to do it without the Connect. And everybody was super happy. They were like, oh, my gosh, this is great. This is the greatest thing ever. And then after a while, Microsoft's like, you know what? Fuck this. Just take it out. Um, so it was a great feature. It was kind of like how, and, and this is really showing my age and showing how much I love Nintendo. Uh, it's kind of how, like, Nintendo Wii U started the whole you can comment and, like, tag actors or talk with your friends, have, like, real conversations about the shows you're watching on their TV app while you're watching it. Very interesting and very great idea. In fact, um, Amazon Prime went on to take more of that idea by, like, now when you watch any movie on Amazon Prime, if you pay attention, you can actually see that they tag the actors, and you can go through and be like, okay, well, what else did they do? Oh, that's cool. What else are they playing in? Blah, 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 blah. So uh, that's kind of where they got the idea from. And Nintendo, I don't know if, if it was Nintendo or Amazon's idea, but they first kind of did that on the Wii U, and then Amazon just took it and kept going. And Nintendo was like, ah, we're done. Uh, so, you know, neat features, just I guess they felt like not enough people used it or it was bogging down the systems or who knows. But anyway, if you're wondering what happened to Mixer or why it's being phased out, so of course, like I said, no real support for it and the audience isn't there, but it's not completely dead. Microsoft partnered up with Facebook Gaming. Now, Facebook Gaming is having a tremendous kind of week because they're making a lot of little crazy lateral moves uh, in the gaming industry. So if you remember, Facebook Gaming um, kind of popped up not too long ago, actually like a few months ago. And uh, they said they're going to be a lot more serious about gaming and they're actually going to put out real games. Right now they got VR games, of course, and they have, I think, little games you can play like uh, over the internet with people. But they're supposed to really get into games. So it'll be interesting to see how, how that's going to work out. Especially Mixer uh, partnering up with Facebook Gaming. Uh, that's going to be very weird. I want to see how Microsoft's going to spin that. Um, but also speaking about Facebook, let's go into their next acquisition that's really weird. Facebook ac uh, acquires Ready at Dawn. Uh, if you don't know who they are, they were an old Sony team that did Order 1886, which actually is very funny because me and the guys were just talking about that not too long ago. Uh, me, Shogun, and um, Mr. Leroy Ketchum, of course. But uh, eight, Order 1886 was like a one-time playthrough, and it was just like, okay, this is it. Nothing else. And like Shogun said, it was very reminiscent of Gears. Um, it was a great squad-based shooter. Uh, it just unfortunately had no, multi no multiplayer, and it didn't really do anything aside from just story so it was that typical artsy fartsy sony story um where it's one time playthrough and then that's it you're done uh but 
they announced they'll be working with Facebook Gaming and they will work on VR uh, games for the Facebook Gaming. That's also another big thing that Facebook is getting into. They're really serious about doing more of the VR stuff. I think they either bought View or some VR company, but now they're doing Facebook VR. It might be Oculus. I think they bought Oculus. But anyway, they're they're trying to get bigger into the, the VR realm as well, which, again, I think VR will take off when it's not so expensive and it's more affordable. Um, $399 and $499 still isn't it for me, fam. It's going to have to come down to like maybe $80, $90, bucks, and we'll talk about it. But it is also going to have some really good games I just really want to sink my teeth into. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's an interesting acquisition for Facebook. And uh, I hope they actually use it, uh, especially since they've put in so much money and time to Facebook gaming. I hope they know what they're doing, man, because gaming, they say some gaming is a rough company and industry to get into. I mean, look at Stadia. Stadia is still struggling. And, and by the way, not hate no Mixer, because Mixer did a way better job coming out as a, as a software than Stadia did. Uh, we still see how bad Stadia is struggling. Matter of fact, one of our friends, uh, she posted in our little group there, and she said that the executives are trying to find a difference between these two images. And it's the office uh, meme with Pam, and it's Ouya and Stadia. And she's like, they're both the same thing. I'm like, oh, my God, as a person who bought Ouya, I feel this shit 120 to 200%. That shit is accurate as fuck. So, uh, that's what you're seeing with Stadia. No audience. And at least Mixer had an audience. Stadia just had nothing from the beginning. It was just all over the place. Um, which, by the way, personally, they have offered me three free games and a $10 off the Pro membership so far just to get on Stadia. It's not happening, Google. Okay? It's not happening. Just stop. Alright, sad. Kill Stadia, come back with a better idea, or either just let Stadia be one of those services you offer, but we don't care about. Alright, just just stop. It's 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 bad. It's getting pretty desperate. <laughs> um but yeah, getting into so speaking of bad moves, um and this pains me to say it because I'm a huge Nintendo fan. So Super Smash Bros. Ultimate uh, announced their new Smash character. I think it's Min Min from ARMS. Listen, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And I'm not going to say that it was like a terrible character. We knew it was coming because they kept hinting at ARMS. But like, we were still just really hoping like Dante from Devil May Cry or like anyone else you know other than, but i get it they have to still cover all their franchises and even sakurai's like yo i don't really pick them like that's something the whole corporation does so y'all don't go after him ease up he's papa sakurai's giving us so much y'all leave him alone but uh, uh am i gonna get the next season pass of course i am because i'm invested and i love smash bros and i think they're in surprises with some other characters um but this one is just like, eh, okay. Like, I expect to be like two or three characters. So I'm like, I don't care about it. As long as they give like three or four really good ones, we'll be okay. But again, that's an Nintendo fan of me. Hey, if you're going to go in on it, go in. I understand completely. Go off, kings and queens. Go off. So that's one thing. But now I got some super sweet news on both sides 
for Nintendo. That was the bitter side of Nintendo. Now let's go over to the sweet side. So, Nintendo is stepping away from mobile gaming. Thank God! Woo! Guys, I can't... Oh my God, I can't tell you enough of just how, like, much of a... Not even a dumpster fire. Just It's just not their lane. And they've been trying to get that money. And they have. They made some money. Because Fire Emblem is still doing really well. Uh, I think Dragalia uh, and, and whatever else, the the crazy uh, little, uh, I think Super Mario Run is doing okay. Mario Kart's all right. Dr. Mario is terrible. But, yeah, they, it definitely, they definitely should not be in the, the mobile market. Um... Now, a lot of you may remember, of course, Super Mario Run was the very first um, foray into the mobile gaming. And Nintendo did really well. I think that's the model you should have. Me, personally, as an indie developer, if I did a game for the mobile phones, I would try not to do mobile transactions. I would just try to make it like four or five bucks and be like, here you go. Granted, Nintendo did it to where it's like, yo, you can buy the whole game for $9.99 or you get the freeware and then just, you know, pay as you go, which was a smart idea to me. I think that was really cool. But I think the problem is, is that the worst nightmares came true to where like they were like, oh, we can't make as much money with the um, the the one Tom pay. So let's go with the free as you go. And then they just never stop from there. Uh, again, Fire, I think it's Fire Emblem Heroes, or, I, I'm sorry, I forgot this, but the Fire Emblem on mobile, um, and the Dragalia game, and they even have an Animal Crossing game on there, which is terrible, but those two, the Dragalia and the Fire Emblem, are making them a lot of money, because they racked in a couple of million. And even Mario Kart, even though it's not as good, and I definitely will not be downloading that on my phone because I don't like mobile games. Even that still pulled in millions. Uh, but according to Bloomberg reports, uh, Nintendo doesn't have any plans to release any new games at this time on the cell phone. Thank God, once again. Um, when kind of asked about Nintendo saying their main focus or some of the representative and people close to Nintendo are saying um, they want to work more on the games coming out for Switch. Which I'm all for. Listen, the Switch is selling like hotcakes right now. But with her, this shit's selling like crack. And, I mean, they're doing a really good job. Because, I mean, they're just... They're going back to the old age of just like, okay. like They're kind of like the Super Nintendo age. Where they're just putting out a lot of games. Plus, they have a lot of indie support on that. And that's great. Because uh, they have a lot of great indie games. Don't get me wrong. They also have a lot of trash indie games. A lot of trash games, period, on the, on the Switch. But Nintendo still has like... A, fuck ton of great titles and a fuck ton of good indie games um so it's been selling like hotcakes especially with the uh pandemic breaking out it's sold out and i mean even when they they come back strong and, and are able to reproduce more uh switches like it's gonna be amazing um just because there's they got so much coming down the pipe uh they have so many more games rpgs they can put out and they i mean they're still killing it and speaking of putting out stuff, speaking of killing the game, Pokemon Snap has been announced for this year on the Switch. And guys, 
If you're an old Nintendo 64 head, you already know the business. This is going to be tight. We're going to be in love with this. Um, basically, for all of you who don't know what Pokemon Snap is, so a long time ago on the N64, Nintendo thought it would be cool. It was like, hey, what if you went on a safari and you could just take pictures of Pokemon? Hmm. And they put it out, and it was one of the most fun just super outstanding ideas for a video game. And, and it was great, because, I mean, you did. You just took pictures of Pokemon. They evaluated your pictures. It was great. So now it's coming back out on the Switch. Uh, we can't wait. We're in love with it already, because it's going to have pretty much the majority of the new Pokemon and some of our old ones. Um, they haven't announced much about it yet, aside from, like, hey, it's going to be Pokemon Snap. And... Um, I can't wait, man, because Nintendo, even the offshoots of Pokemon games, really doesn't make bad Pokemon games at all. Because, I mean, on top of Pokemon Snap being announced, Pokemon Cafe has been announced. Uh, Pokemon Cafe is a new idea from Nintendo, but it's like basically it's puzzle and cafe together. And you got to run, you know, a cafe to feed Pokemon. I'm all for it. Let's go. Give me all that Pokemon greatness uh shout out to nintendo for coming through again saving everybody's lives because uh that's gonna be great pokemon snap's gonna take us way back um also too if you hadn't played it already it is out now i need to get my copy of it but xenoblade uh chronicles the first one is out on the switch the remastered edition uh i highly recommend this one because it is 49.99 yes but you get the first game, which is extremely long, and you get um, the expansion pack that links game one and game two together, which if anybody's playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 right now, like I am, you know that's already another long-ass game. And yeah, just figuring out the story on that is crazy. Um, another shout-out in reference to the old retro days. If you don't know about this game, Xenoblade Chronicles is an outstanding game that actually takes roots and is actually rooted in the very first game of Xenogears. Um, if you don't know what Xenogears is, definitely go check it out. But that game took place a long time ago, in the 1997, uh, on PlayStation 1. And it was a great RPG that mixed action, kung fu fighting with mechs. Literally, RPGs and mechs. It was Great. It was one of the best underrated RPGs of all time. Unfortunately, it had the displeasure of coming out the same time as Final Fantasy VII. I think like a month or two before or after. And it just, it got washed up in the Final Fantasy VII hype. But had this been out in its own little right and, and Final Fantasy was not out, it would have been phenomenal, guys. And you guys would have enjoyed it. Um... It's it sucks. Unfortunately, you cannot get Xenogears anywhere else, but PlayStation Three if the if the store is still available. If it's not available, unfortunately, the only way you can play it is physical disc on either your PlayStation One, Two, or you know Three. Uh, hopefully, they will put that out on all systems pretty soon, especially with Chrono Trigger going to all systems. Hopefully they'll do the same with some of their other classic RPGs like that. But they explain so much. They had a nice, almost Adam and Eve allegory to it. Uh, it was very socially conscious. It did a lot for a teen-rated game. 
Oh my goodness, so crazy. But anyway, it's all talked with Xeno Gears, Xeno Saga, all the way up to Xeno Blade, where we are now in the series. Crazy, crazy stuff. Go check it out. The Xeno Saga games weren't so bad as well. They just had a lot of cutscenes that should have been cut out. Like a lot of shit in the cutscenes should have been cut out completely. Trust me on that one. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, anyway, moving on to more, uh, and, and again, please go check those out because they are available now on the Switch. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2. We probably will be getting X. X is the uh, prequel to 1. Again, don't get too mixed up, and hopefully they will fix a lot of what was wrong in X, because they did fix a lot of things in the Xenoblade Chronicles remake, from what I'm hearing. Again, I haven't played it yet, but I'm definitely going to get it and play it, because I love that series. Uh, so anyway, moving on to more things announced. Uh, speaking of that, EA Play uh, happened this week. No, this past week. Um... And they showed off a few great things. Uh, Battlefield looks impressive. I still don't know how it's going to be, so I'm not going to be like, oh my god, it looks amazing. But the it looks impressive for what we've seen, but I'd like to see more on that. The big star of the conference was Star Wars Squadron. But I am worried. Now, here's why I'm worried. So, the other day, because you know, I found out about Star Wars Squadron, I was like, wow, it looks like, you know, Battlefield, or I'm sorry, not Battlefield, Battlefront, meets Battlefield, kind of, and, and that's what we want. That's what we wanted from the remakes of Battlefront, but all we got were, like, the pachinko machine slash, like, hey, like, here's the, you maybe can get this on the gotcha. Like, we don't want loot boxes. Please stop the loot boxes. But I am worried for this one as well, because, and I'll tell you, uh, so, of course, me me and, uh, actually, Cole Jackson from Government Age, shot to him. We were talking about that the other day when I called check on him. Um... But I was, I was chilling with my homies online on the PS4. We were playing some No 2. Shout out to you guys. And uh, we were talking about it. And I was also, before I played No 2, because I was loading it up, but I was still working on my game, Kingdom Withheld, coming soon. Yeah. Uh, when I got to Steam, because that's what the RPG Maker is on, Steam, uh, they were showing all this cool stuff, uh, the new games coming out, stuff like that. But they also showed... Star Wars Squadron, $39.99. I'm like, oh, $39.99? Like, why is this new game going to be $39.99? And so I need to do more research about it. But when we saw that, we immediately were just like, oh, shit, it's going to have microtransactions in it. And so I think the the strategy is, oh, we're going to put out this cool game at $39.99, but then if you want anything else, you'll have to pay for it. I really hope not. I really hope EA has learned the lesson uh, or just please won't won't do this because if they they just made a good Star Wars game with the Jedi Fallen Order and, and we don't need to go backwards. Just if if they can consecutively keep making great games in a Star Wars series, then hey, maybe we'll get some good Star Wars stuff. Um so I'm a little worried about that, but of course they showed that off. They showed off the new Madden. They showed off FIFA. Um, there are a few other games as well. Uh, they showed off Dragon Age, which you know I'm like, eh, I don't know if Bioware still has it, so I'm still not jumping up for joy. And they showed a few other things, uh, a few indie games, things like that. Go check out their announcement. You can still see their videos up right now. 
Uh, and then speaking of new things coming out, so we'll move over to the Sony side. Now, Sony says, um, well, Sony released The Last of Us 2. Uh, and I will say this, because uh, this is actually a pretty funny story. Uh, again, me and Shogun are talking. We talk a lot through our little group chats. And he said he was looking up something on The Last of Us 2 to kind of get what the reviews were and stuff like that. And some YouTube reviewer, some asshole, put a major spoiler in the title of his video. So be very careful when you're looking this up because there's been a lot of talks about it. There's been a lot of spoilers mentioned about it. I know a spoiler, but I'm not, I'm not going to say anything about spoilers. I'm not going to say anything other than like, uh, it's pretty much like the first one. If you like it, you'll like it. And people get really into it. I guess that's why they're talking about the spoilers so hard. But um, again, give it a shot, but just be careful. Uh, from what everybody's saying, if you like the first Last of Us, you'll love this one because, I mean, essentially they just, yeah, it's a better story. Um, graphics are better. It seems like you fixed a few things in the gameplay. Um, but yeah, just just check it out. Uh, just be careful. So, but yeah, uh, so that's been announced. Ghost of Tsushima uh, just went gold, so which means it should be launching soon here. I cannot wait for that. Uh, again, I've been talking about that game nonstop. I can't wait to be a murderous ninja or be an honorable samurai, which you know me, I'm going to do both. So that's going to be fun to play. Um, probably, it looks like it's going to be like the last hurrah of the PlayStation 4. Because I don't think they're doing anything else major on the system for this year. Uh, except for like hooping up, or not hooping, but hyping up, hooping. Uh, hyping up uh, PS5 and getting ready for that. And possibly giving us a Spider-Man expansion because, yeah, we know that's what it is for PS5. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Also, too, shout out to Sony because Crash 4 has been announced. Which is the real sequel to the first three. I am super excited about that. Um... Especially being a person who played through the Crash games. A uh, lot of fun. I uh, know Leroy is jumping up and down for that as well. Because Crash is one of his favorite games aside from Spyro. Um, I can't wait, honestly. That's going to be really cool. Probably not going to... I know it's not going to hit for the launch table. So it's probably going to hit probably a few months. Like It'll probably be next year sometime. It'll probably be like in the summer or something. Uh, but I can't wait. Looks hilarious. Looks fun. Uh, looks like Crash is back, so that's cool. Um, quick question, though, and, and I guess that's what we're doing because they made so many crashes, so are we negating, like, all the other ones, like Twin Sanity or uh, just all the other crazy ones they made that came out on different systems, and then the Crash... Well, Crash and Spyro's, I don't think ever counted in the main storyline, but there are a lot of other Crash games that came out after 1, 2, and 3, so... It'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Um, just like Ratchet and Clank. We don't know which one they're doing, whether they're going to be a sequel to the other stuff, or it's going to be a, a remake or a remake sequel. Who knows? It's just going to be fun to see what happens. So I'm all here for that. Uh, very awesome job to Sony for announcing so much uh, in the past few days. Granted, uh, the PS5, uh, the PS5 reveal was not what I want it as a gamer, but that's okay. Uh, I, hopefully they'll just keep trying, but yeah, I'm still not a 
big like believer in PS Five. It's still definitely a second or third year purchase. So moving on. Um, now this has been going on for what seems to be forever. Uh, I know that because I've been alive for this forever. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just kind of crazy. But let's see, what's his name? Billy Mitchell. Or Billy Mitches? Is that? I don't know. Anyway, um, <sighs> this guy's been problematic in the gaming world for a while. But if you don't know who Billy Mitchell is, which I think that's the stand, I think they just had a typo. But anyway, Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell is the guy who had the high score on King Kong. Or <laughs> King Kong. On Donkey Kong. And that was his claim to fame in life. He built his whole life around those scores. He built his whole life around that line that I have the biggest or the greatest score ever. Now, when he was a kid, he absolutely did have that high score, and he held it for a while in the 80s and 90s. But then, as he grew up, there was a guy that wanted to challenge his record, and there was this, this normal guy who was just humble, just like, well, you know, I hadn't really got a chance to do anything else in life, but I really like Dunk Kong, I'm really going to try to beat him. And so, there's a whole movie called King of Kong, uh, which is a great documentary if you have not seen it. Very, very awesome. Very cool. Uh, Billy Mitchell is just kind of a pretentious ass the whole movie. And, you know, Twin Galaxies, which is, like, the official, like, rank and score of, like, arcades, uh, I think they've been either bought out or they're pairing with Guinness World Records right now. But, anyway, they're the official, like, that's the end-all, be-all of top scores. Whenever you have a top score and you're trying to enter it into the books, the official record books... You have to go through Twin Galaxies. Well, so long story short, and I won't describe the movies or anything. I won't ruin King of Kong for you. Go see that, though. It's a great movie. Great documentary. Basically, Billy Mitchell cheats. He doesn't, like, he basically sends in a tape. Instead of competing live, like, the guy went and, he, I mean, took his family up to Twin Galaxies to compete in everything. And, like, Billy Mitchell doesn't even show but he sends a videotape and it just happens to be like his million score that he's held already. And he's like, see, look, I, I beat this. And it's very certain and obvious that he used a cheating mechanic to obtain this like high score. The reason why I say that is because in Pac-Man, there's a certain glitch that happens when you get to like a, a level. Cause what people don't know, and only if you've beaten in the arcade, which you really know, and then like historians or old people like myself, because um, I did actually get to the end of Pac-Man, but either, anyway, it's either here nor there, uh, the levels just keep repeating itself. And your score, like the score doesn't, when you get to a million, it doesn't necessarily reset, it glitches, and then you just see a zero and all these numbers. And so what happens is... There's a very noticeable glitch when you're watching his tape of him hitting the score that he had people there to witness and set up a videotape, which is bullshit, but whatever. Instead of him just coming to actually compete, and he was there. He was there with the guy. Didn't even physically compete. Didn't give him the honor. He was very dishonorable about the whole thing. But anyway, um, yeah, he just gives a tape. And Twin Galaxies is like, well, he's so special, we believe him. He's so busy, he's got all this other stuff, he's an entrepreneur, 
No. He was a fucking cheater. So, what happened was, uh, you know, at one time they honored it, and then they were like, well, no, he was cheating because we did some work, and after extensive background checks and, you know, check on the software, he was obviously using something called MAME that would help, like, help him cheat, or it was an emulator. It wasn't a real arcade machine, which is the basic rule for Twin Galaxies is that you have to do it on an actual arcade machine they approve of, and you have to be there in front of them doing it, which he did none of. So now they're saying his high scores are back in circulation and that under heavy evidence, they concluded that he didn't cheat, which is bullshit. He totally cheated, but whatever. Fuck him. Fuck the high scores. I don't recognize it as a gamer because he basically cheated. Like, listen, Billy Mitchell, if you really did that, and you're really like, no, I'm the king of Kong, then you would have did it there in person. It's okay to be like, you know, hey, I just can't do this anymore. It's okay to be like, I used to have the high score. But what does suck is that you're sitting here and you're sitting on throwing the laws while saying, hey, you know, I, I did this. and Oh, but you can't see it because I had, you know, videotape and, oh, I'm so busy and not on, that guy's not on my level, blah, blah, blah. Fuck you, and fuck the people you hang with, because that's bullshit, and you know it. Be a man, especially when it comes to high scores in video games. And I get it, not really a big thing. You're probably saying, oh, Rockman, like, this is high scores in the arcade. Like, why is anybody giving a fuck? And you're right, nobody cares. But I hate when people think they've achieved something, and they didn't, and they lie about it, and then people just go with it. Instead of just giving credit to the people who actually do things like this. It just gives video games a bad name, so... I'm not cool with it. Uh, fuck him. Uh, fuck Twin Galaxies for coming up with that decision. And uh, yeah, like they, they could have done better. Uh, granted, now if they want to sit and do evidence and research and, and show us extensively, hey, this is how we came to that conclusion. Okay, but unless he did it in front of them, in front of an audience like that other guy had to, like, I don't recognize it. And no matter what they say, no one who saw that documentary or followed that whole thing recognized it either. So, it is what it is. So, last thing was, um, uh, hopefully I won't butcher this, but we have a very landmark achievement that happened in the anime industry, and I'm super excited. Uh, the art, uh, Shataya is the first anime studio founded by black creators. Guys, and I'll probably butcher that name, but go look it up. It's spelled a very weird name, but look up the art, uh, Shatiero. Shatiero or Shatiara? Anyway, um, look up black creators of anime and you should see them. But, uh, this is a very historical achievement. Uh, this was founded by three men who work in Tokyo and they've done work on other anime. They're finally going to start putting out their own anime, which is supposed to come out soon. I forgot the name of the anime, but it looks really dope, looks fire. I'm super excited about this. This gives me hope as a person of culture who is trying to put out video games, anime, comics, and things like that. It's very great to see some of our own coming into our own, actually getting our due and respect and taken seriously in the industry. So it's going to be really cool. I hope they're not the last of it. I hope they put out great anime that everybody enjoys of all cultures, all walks of life. And uh, I can't wait to see it. So that's going to be really cool. 
I'm super excited about that in the midst of everything that's going on right now. Yeah. So, what did we learn, gang? This is kind of a, I guess, short one compared to what we've been doing lately. But, uh, you know, we, we've been killing it out here uh, in the industry, in the gaming industry, because, you know, a lot of great things are happening. Um, we sadly said goodbye to great filmmakers like Joel Schumacher and great actors like uh, Ian Holm. But... I will say, uh, oh, oh, and before we go, another thing. So, you know how, like, I'm always on my weird kicks and trying to find weird new games to play and things like that and always playing games. Um, in between, when I'm not working on projects, uh, Kingdom with Health coming soon, uh, <laughs> I am playing weird games, of course. On Xbox right now, there's a game that just got released on Xbox Game Pass called Coffee Talk. Really awesome. You play a barista... That's in this fantasy world of elves, succubi, uh, uh, what else is in here? Uh, dwarves, orcs, and like it's set in modern day. So it's like they had the fantasy age of D and D, but then they just put down everything and said, "Okay, you know what? We're we're gonna build things and be like a civilization together." Really awesome. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's very easy going, very slow. Uh, but very nice, rich, full of story. If you're a story head like I am, you'll love it because basically what happens is people come into the coffee shop, tell you stories about their lives, and then, you know, they just walk out and go about their business, and you just kind of keep going. So it's really cool. Uh, I'm playing it so far. I'm loving it. There's a core component to it that grounds you into your objective. I don't want to say anything without giving away the story, so just go watch it. But you play a barista who, you know, has a coffee shop open at midnight all the way up to sunrise, which is weird. But he's not open during the rising sun. But you're only open during night. It's really cool to people come in and talk to you. Those people include uh, a dwarf police officer, um, uh, an elf novelist, uh, a succubus, uh, a high elf. It's really cool. Like, it's just really great. And, and the succubus was like an accounting, the high elf. It's like this artsy uh, uh, art creator that's commission-based. It's so funny. So I really love it. I'm all about it right now. Uh, it definitely gives me something to do in between times of, you know, working on my projects, playing Fantasy Star Online 2, playing Godforsaken Mass Effect Andromeda, um, and then, of course, Neo 2. It's a great palate cleanser, uh, and it's just a lot of fun because it's cool to see in the stories. And, of course, the game, what makes it so interactive is that you make different coffees for everyone or different, like, lattes, uh, frappuccinos, cappuccinos, espressos. It's it's really cool. If you haven't um, you hadn't seen it or given it a chance to check it out. If you ever wondered what it would be like to be a coffee barista serving trolls and elves, this is your game. Uh, I love it. It's quirky enough to just work. And... Uh, it's really cool. Shout out to the indie developer who did it. Uh, I don't have the information yet because I'm still playing. I just jumped into the game. Uh, but yeah, look up Coffee Talk. And that's the name of the actual coffee bar, too. It's called Coffee Talk. The game's called Coffee Talk, and the bar is called Coffee Talk. And you don't sell alcohol, you just sell coffee. And it's it's really cool. I like it. Um, but anyway, back to what we learned. We learned that, uh, hey, don't spoil shit for Last of Us 2. That, uh, I, I get it. Listen, everybody wants to stream. Everybody and, and everybody's trying to find something to do. Just 
when you make your streams or your videos, just put spoilers in the head titles, like, as in, like, the word spoilers, not the actual spoilers. Or just put Last of Us 2 video, hey, if you don't want to find out anything about the story, don't watch this video. Just stuff like that, because I get it, we're all excited, we've been waiting on this, well, some gamers have been waiting on this for a while, but at the same time, too, like, be respectful, be mindful, because, you know, nothing sucks more than, like, going on Facebook or, like, Google to, like, see one thing about the game or try to find one particular clue or information about it, and then someone just ruins the whole story. Uh, this happened to a lot of my friends in the past, especially one of my buddies, he was playing Heavy Rain back when that came out. And, like, he went to look up one thing about how he could do something better or what he could do to get past a part, and someone put exactly what happened or who was the killer in Heavy Rain. It was just like, oh, well, damn. So, uh, yeah, just be careful when you're posting content. I mean, when I post content, I try not to put anything that would ruin anything, unless the statues of limitations have passed. In which case, I mean, it is what it is. You knew what this was. Um, so, yeah, guys. Just, you know, have fun out there. Be careful. Listen, I know this is stressful times. Um, I just want to say that I love you all. I'm stressed out, too. I'm stressed out by what's going on. I'm sure everybody's stressed out by what's going on and other personal things in my life. But it's going to be okay. We should be okay. Um, and just talk to people. man. Like... I know we're all frustrated, we're angry, and life is just like hell on earth, but we'll be okay. We'll make it. We just gotta remember who we are. We gotta remember to be human. We gotta be we gotta remember to be awesome gamers. Gotta 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 all the positivity you can muster right now because we need it. Um I also wanna take this time to say shout out to my boy Dylan. Dylan Wolofsky. Uh if you guys have not read his book, Destined to Inspire, it's great. Uh, I, I, lo I love him as a person. He's a great dude. He's a good friend of mine. His book is really cool. Look it up on uh, Amazon. It's called Destined to Inspire. Uh, it's a very inspirational, great book. Uh, check it out. Also, check out my book, Confessions of a Serial Writer. Uh, it's also great as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, just his book is really cool, guys. came from the heart. I'm still reading it. I think I'm on chapter four right now, and uh, it's, it's really good. It's something you definitely want to read and learn from uh also want to say of course you can catch us everywhere on the nerd plate uh except for twitter which is nerd dash plate or yeah yeah it's nerd no just nerd plate okay whatever nerd plate everywhere and uh of course you can check out our patreon we got some new stuff all on there i'm about to put more stuff that Final fantasy 7 review is coming soon to our patreon fans i promise also thank you guys for being patreon fans the tier is about to change, and don't worry, Mr. Taper, shout out to you. You're going to get your, like, five items from my, like, big collection that I promised, you know? So, don't worry. That's coming to you soon. Um, also want to say happy birthday to Mr. Smith, one of our biggest fans. Uh, thank you, sir. I hope you had a great birthday. I hope everything worked out for you, and we appreciate you being fans of the show. Um Guys, remember, if you got any questions, you can send us emails to the nerdplatepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can just, you know, make a comment on whether you, you know, whatever you're listening to this on, whether SoundCloud, uh, Apple, uh, anything. And we're trying to get on Spotify. Uh, at first, there was a problem trying to get on Spotify because they wanted to censor us. And we didn't want to be censored. 
But I think now they're a little bit more lenient and lax, so we're going to try to get on that as well. Um, the Kingdom Withheld is coming soon. I know I mentioned that a lot. I am working hard on that. They just put out, or they're about to put out the new RPG Maker MZs. I can't wait for that. But I promise you, I don't have a release date, but it's coming. Like, I've been working really hard on that, and I promise you it's coming soon. Thank you to all the fans of that. I'm trying to put more of an update. It's just, it's been crazy, y'all, and I've been going through a lot. Uh, Virtuous Armaments, uh, which is the new podcast, is supposed to be coming soon. I'm also going to be working on that. I'm actually be working on that right after I get off this. So, listen, guys, I'm working overtime trying to get everything done for you. Uh, I appreciate everyone's patience. I know everybody's been waiting on some more projects, and I hadn't forgot about you. It's just, it's been a whirlwind clusterfuck of things going on in my life, and I'm trying to fix them. I want to say once again, shout out to my partner and co-creator in crime, Mr. Lira Ketchum. Thank you so much, sir, for everything you do for the show. Uh, congratulations again on your first Father's Day. And uh, yeah, man, like I know you'll be a great father. You already are. You will continue to be a great father. And uh, excuse me, I love you and your whole family, man. So, all right, guys. Well, if there is nothing else, and I think I've covered just about a whole bunch of shit, uh, that's it. I'm out. Uh, I'm Rockman 3K3, and you have been listening to the Nerd Play. I love you guys. Take care of yourself, and we'll see you next time. I'm out.